by your host at Trending Daddy Show. Your journey to connect with ideas, stories, experiences and people and get a deeper understanding of the world around you starts now. Today I'm connected with Polly, who comes from Paris and has lived in Kolkata for past four years. She has developed expertise in strategy consulting, social entrepreneurship, impact assessment and community building over the years. Pauline is also associated with the Techno India Group as sustainability director and also co-founded a network-based venture named Y-East just after she moved to India. Overall, she has developed a passion for building communities of organization towards sustainability. Moreover, I think Pauline is a wonderful friend and a beautiful and amazing human being. In this episode, let's discover India from her eyes and also understand the amazing insight on how we can move towards a better and sustainable world. Tune in. Hi, Pauline. Welcome to Training Diary. It's lovely to have you. Hi, Priya. It's lovely to be with you. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. Yes. The first time we met, I, I remember the energy you had. And I think that was one of the many, many reasons that I want you to be here and have an amazing conversation. So I have never planned something very big, what I'm going to ask. But I think your energy is enough to, you know, create that joy and to create that excitement. Let's let's keep it spontaneous. Happy to let's have that conversation. Let's, let's see where it takes us. <laughs> right. Um, talking about, you know, the first thing, first of all, congratulations. You have been recently married with an Indian guy, uh, Kolkata Bengali boy. So how's it going for you? Um, it's going well. Actually, we met we met a relatively long time back. We met back in uh, 2014 mm -hmm. he, he came to study in France and I was studying on the same campus at HEC Paris and this is where we met mm -hmm. um, and then we got we signed the registry and had some kind of engagement party back in February 2019 and then COVID happened uh, and so the celebration of our wedding which was supposed to happen in France in 2020 eventually happened in France in July 2022, so just a few, just a couple of months ago, and uh, you know, I think I think it's wonderful to be in between two cultures because you get to see both sides and you get to choose what to take and what to let go, and it's it's funny how um, how it makes you realize that you're really the fruit of the environment you live in and there's so many things that you learn from a culture even if it's not yours but just be just because you spend time into that new culture eventually you you get to recreate a, a, a zone of comfort and to understand this new universe and and fit in um, and of course you know, the Bengali culture and overall the Indian culture is, cannot be complained about. Like the food is wonderful. The, the people are, have that energy that you're, that you talked about. Also, I think some of the energy that you may have seen that day <laughs> probably would be coming from the Indian side of me, which I have grown over the past three, four years. Now that I have, you know, been in uh, living in Kolkata for the past four years. So you pick and choose really the, the sides of yourself that you liked in your previous culture and the new sides of 
of, of a new personality that you can build over time because you are into that new environment that is very different from where you were born and you grew up in. So yeah, I, I feel lucky, honestly, privileged. Indeed. And talking about, you know, different cultural change, as you mentioned, that there's a lot of learning and relearning, right? Because yeah. uh, it's it's just, just not a different state, altogether a different country uh, that, you know, coming from a Western to a very Indian society. So, you know, even when uh, when some marriages happen, uh, intercaste in India, there's a word, word called intercaste, which means if you're Punjabi guys uh, going married to Gujarati girls. So, so I think yeah. there's a whole lot of, you know, uh, talking happens that, oh, that's a different kind of marriage. So I think for you, it's, it, it was an altogether experience. So have you ever felt that, that, okay, you become that, you know, point of conversation? Okay. <laughs> have, have you ever, ever felt that? I think so. It was, it's, it's always been subtle, but especially... I think I've I've come to understand that Bengalis like to to do some adda and to go sip around and um, <laughs> and so even if, even if it's not in your face you'll you'll get to understand that these conversations happen. For example, when I um, when I moved, uh, there were a few people who made me understand that it was not expected from my parents-in-law to be welcoming somebody like me into the into the family or somebody international probably the expectation would have been you know that they would welcome a bengali woman with the same culture the same background talking in the same language practicing the same religion and so on and you know they've always been very open minded to me so not very in in your face about this but of i've i've come to understand that they it was probably a little challenging for them to move away from that expectation and to welcome me into, into their household. At the beginning, I did not understand because some people were, to, were telling me, oh, I really had soft to your parents-in-law for, you know, for welcome, welcoming you. It's, it's incredible that they have opened the doors for you like this. And at the beginning, I, I could not understand that. I'm like, this is not, this must not be so difficult for them. It's, they haven't lost their son. Their son is here. I was the one moving very far away from my family, very far away from my culture, leaving everything behind and, and agreeing to, to move to Kolkata. How is it that it is difficult for them to welcome me in? And with a little bit of cultural understanding about these expectations, I eventually understood that indeed, it was a, a, a mutual effort and that it's it's not, it is actually incredible that this family welcomed me so well, while a lot of more traditional families would probably have had a harder time embracing that international person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So so that, that's a personal question. Do you ever have fight like, like Indian women do have with your Sasuma, with your mother-in-law? <laughs> You have that complaints. Like <laughs> this will not be disclosed. <laughs> Don't worry. No, actually, and, and this is true. I have to say, I have a wonderful relationship with my mother-in-law because she is wonderful herself. I, I, I admire her a lot. She has this capacity to, 
to listen to a lot of things, even if it, you know, to, she, she has this capacity to be open to conversations, even though it creates a debate or opinions differ. Mm-hmm. It's never been an issue for her and everything can be talked about with her. So of course our relationship is cordial. I, I am very uh, careful with the way I see I say things. It's not like I am talking to my own mother, although I call her ma, but it's 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 cordial, it's it's careful, it's friendly. Um, and it never really created any any issues. And it, she is a woman that is both, very caring as a good Indian Bengali mother, very soft, very caring, very motherly. And at the same time can be really strict and really square in, in the way, in her beliefs, in her values. And, and this is this kind of, of balance is, has always, uh, you know, been very impressive for me. So just a lot of admiration for her and uh, no, it's, it's going well with her. It's mm. going very well. Mm-hmm. And okay, you know, talking on a little different note uh, uh, from your marriage, I think uh, you the work you do on on in the world of sustainability, you are trying to you know make the climate change, and I, I should say the world a little one uh, percent better. I should say with your yeah. uh, efforts and work on sustainability, I think you you created a community. If you can name it, uh, what's the name of the community? Yeah, so the community I created uh, and built over time is called Y East. So the letter Y and then East. I wanted to to build a community about sustainability that would also voice out pride of being based in the East, Mm -hmm. not only in Eastern India, but also the East, the Eastern part of the world uh, overall. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And so Y East is today a community of around 200 organizations focused on sustainability, mostly based or active in Eastern India. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it, I think it, it came from a couple of needs that I observed when I moved. The first one was a very personal need, um, which was that when I moved to, to Kolkata at 25 years old, I did not know anybody in this new except Megdut, my 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 partner and and his family in law and my family in law, um, and so I needed to find like minded friends and professionals in the space of sustainability, and I did not find that ready made network when I arrived. So I created it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first thing, and then the second need was that. When I moved, I associated, I I knew that I wanted to work in the education space. And so I associated myself with Techno India Group, which is a a big educational group with lots of schools and uh, higher education institutes under its brand. And um, my main message to the students has always been to embrace um, careers that are meaningful and impactful. And if I wanted to make this point to the students, then I needed to be connected to all of these professionals that actually had chosen a career in sustainability for social and environmental positive impact. Um, And so now that I have these 200 organizations, I can easily create the, the bridge between the industry, these professionals and, and the students. 
Indeed. So that's how Waist was born. Yeah. Interesting. And you know, one thing I really like about you, I think uh, this is c- completely coming from an individual perspective, not just because I know you, uh, that the way you're learning culture is one thing, but being from another country, that how you are implementing your knowledge, your skills uh, in India and trying to make even this place better and including being, you know, keeping yourself very inclusive inclusive and making others include into your community about you know making this country better making this planet better so i think that that's come uh, very commendable so again this is a, yeah. another thing except your energy that i really really like about you and also, let, let's let's take a little on that point yeah. on that point i just want to add you know i i know that i'm from paris and i could have stayed in paris i i never anyway dreamt of what we call in French uh, metro boulot dodo life, which means literally uh, subway work, uh, subway work, sleep, repeat kind of life, as in very routine in a place that I knew, very uh, predictable. I was always up for a challenge, for a life challenge. And I think it, my decision to move to Kolkata also came from the desire to take up that challenge. And and then it was coupled with the belief that no matter where you are on this planet, you can do, you can change things for the better. It does not matter where you are. You can be in Paris, you can be in Tokyo, you can be in Kolkata, you can be in, in the middle of nowhere in Rajasthan or in Tanzania. It does not matter because work is needed everywhere. So I'm very happy to, to do whatever I can in Kolkata where I am. And even world becoming more digital these days, you mentioned it, right? That it's it's not just the location, you know, if if uh, I, I might be talking it 20 years back or something, probably we were at a note of, okay, you know, that person is limited to that country, that city or this town. But right now, everything going digital, I think you are right that uh, nothing is limited. It's just the intention and your effort for the work that matters the most. So, yeah. yeah. And I think on that front, we have the pandemic to thank because it it really normalized remote work. As a matter of fact, during the pandemic, I started working part-time with a Paris-based organization, also a network of organizations in the space of education for sustainability mm-hmm. called uh, Learning, the Learning Planet Alliance. Mm-hmm. And it, it, on, it is only because of this digitalization that I was able to get that extra hat um, because I am able to work in France, but remotely from Kolkata. And it allows me to have a nice balance between my two countries as well. Indeed. Okay, let, let's ha- let's make it little little light in terms of, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll ask a few questions. There would be one liner, you know, rapid fire okay. kind of round. So you have to be very quick. It can't be anything. Let's let's make it more inclusive about India. <laughs> okay, so okay. the one, um, one thing that you like the most about the country, India. the generosity of people they don't count they they just give you their their time their resources their space mm-hmm. and uh, they're just so generous in in a way that um france isn't for example one dish or one food you love the most alu posto, alu posto. and biryani <laughs> biryani of course i think you have 
started something around biryani as well right yeah so uh, i am in a in a building now called of btccu many things are happening in this building from um so there's a restaurant the biryani canteen on the ground floor there is a rooftop uh, cafe there is a um, co-working space an incubator there's the waste office just here my office so a lot of things are happening here and we just opened the biryani canteen uh, on the, on its ground floor and it it looks so beautiful uh, as a, as a new space Indeed. You're all welcome to come. Indeed, I Kolkata has always been on my list. I've never visited Kolkata, honestly. But as as I mentioned, that you know that I'm effectively uh, like mesmerized by the people and the culture of Kolkata. So yeah. So even being in north is completely different from being in east. Though we are from the same country, but yeah. But I really want to visit. So definitely, I'm going to come to taste your biryani. That's <laughs> good. Indeed, and. Um, what is the one thing that you find the most weird about india uh weird i think your your capacity to to be okay with so much noise <laughs> so so many people and so much noise like i don't have that my threshold in terms of being able to bear noise and and crowds is is relatively limited uh-huh. there are sounds like honking or 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 i don't know when when people eat for example it can be different different noises altogether mm-hmm. that, that would disturb me and when for example my partner megdud hears the same sound he just does not react at all i don't know i think I think we aren't we haven't evolved when we were young in the same environment mine was much more uh, unpopulated and silent and so I tend to also have that that threshold after which I need some silent me time mm-hmm. while he is a you know a hypersocial butterfly and he can he can like thrive in crowds for days and days and weeks on um so I think I don't know if I find it if I ad- admire it to a certain extent but I think it's quite odd the amount of noise and people around that people can take here <laughs> indeed you're a more private person yes a little bit more indeed and th- what is the one thing that you've learned in bengali any one line any one sentence have um, you have you learned bengali ek to ek to puch te pari I am I have started taking classes at the Ramakrishna Mission in Gulbarg in Kolkata. Okay. Um I love this institute. It's it's just you know being back to learning on you know student benches and and finally understanding the structure of a new language is um is 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 really magical when you when you start understanding. So I am at that stage where I can mostly understand but I cannot speak uh comfortably okay. yet so i'm i'm on my way to learn <laughs> the the most the most typical um uh things that I, that i have had to say quite early is uh kide peche i'm hungry okay and uh, <laughs> and alpartina i can't take it anymore <laughs> okay make makes sense these are the survival i think they are the survival uh, lines that oh, you learned <laughs> another another one another one uh, priya for you is amiki korbo which means what do you want me to do it's like <laughs> it's, it's also it's also reflective of of 
a culture a cultural point here it which is you know sometimes you don't take the responsibility something happened it's not your fault and i'm in kikorbo what what do you want me to do that, that's what so, i'm saying that you have learned the survival lines that you are hungry yeah. <laughs> what i have to do right there's a survival exactly. line that you have learned save it all exactly exactly that's what i need <laughs> and a couple of uh, of uh, swear words as well but this i would not say yeah <laughs> that's must that's must <laughs> no we will have another episode for the swear words <laughs> with that said poli uh i think ending it to a note there's a one thing that i'm always always curious to know from my guests so what is the one trend that you would love to see more evolving in the new world or what is the one trend you would like to see more embraced what's that one trend seem like interesting um i would say sobriety that is um unfortunately when you have more money you tend to spend more and to be showing your wealth right um it's present in 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 a lot of cultures but especially in india especially for new wealth when you get more money then you're going to buy a new car then you're going to buy new clothes then you're going to buy mm-hmm. something that you can show and that sh- that showcases how much you've earned mm-hmm. and you know working in the space of sustainability the 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 concept of sustainability calls for us to consume as per our needs and not as per our wants because if we only follow all of our desires and wants we will consume completely irresponsibly and unmindfully mm-hmm. um mindlessly and it will lead to overconsumption and 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 repeating all of the issues that we know that are happening in terms of social inequalities and and climate change mm-hmm. what i love is is to see people that no matter how much they earn they only buy to the extent that they need right so for example a household that has one car may not need a second one but society will tell you that somehow it's valued for a household to have 2 3 4 5 cars or whatever if you if you have the means to buy it mm-hmm. um and so it the, the 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 trend of sobriety which i'm trying to explain relates to another one which can which is called minimalism right as yeah. in you only you only take in or consume whatever you need right we are more than already more than 8 billion people on this planet and so if everybody overconsumes then you can imagine the kind of wasteful mindless overconsumption or consumerism society yeah that it lead to and we are already there it's already very bad and so in india especially which is a country that is becoming wealthier and wealthier where middle classes are actually on the rise mm-hmm. i just really hope although i'm not super hopeful but i'm really i'm really hoping that this this new wealth is is going to go to be better spent than being being spent in on ostentation if mm-hmm. if you see what i indeed indeed and i think this trend of minimalism and this concept of minimalism 
i think it's it has coming back a bit you know uh, because i remember when you know in my childhood uh, my mom talk about simplicity for me that was a little bizarre idea because when i see aunties and you know my um, close relatives not going with that idea i always complain my mother because uh, my mother have been a super simple woman i know she adore simplicity a lot uh and, and on that time i a little bit question it you know why you not like that why do you not like to go that way whether it's about her dressing or being at home mm-hmm. something like that but now as i'm growing up i really understand this consciousness towards min- minimalism not just because it's it's important to keep you secure in terms of finance not just because it keeps you you know helps you to contribute a little towards the planet but also how much good it is for your own mind so i remember you know uh, i have be, i had been uh, reading that book around steve jobs autobiography where he mentioned that how he repeatedly used to wear that one black shirt so of course none of us can go with that kind of thing but but how much he, it helps him to keep his mind and his you know his efforts of his mind concentrated at one point that what's his focus exactly. what's his purpose right so not exactly. getting scattered with lots of materialistic though i think this trend of uh, by people like you advocates like you are trying to you know uh, make people more aware about the same but i think it's it's the, this trend is coming back and i hope that more zenzies will cope up with the same so yeah i hope so too it's 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 wonderfully explained by you as well you know i think there's it it, it brings you back to the value of at the end of the day how do you value an individual do you value that person because of what he or she is wearing or how does he carry or what what kind of materialistic things does he carry or she carries with herself or do you value yourself and others by through ideas through values through um, mindfulness through all of these intangible assets that make a person right and i think there's more beauty in going deeper under the clothes and under the cars and under everything that you can see in order to define an individual and i think that's as you said that's the mindful beauty about about this trend of minimalism and 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 simplicity and sobriety yeah yes indeed uh with that said thank you so much pauline i it was a lovely lovely conversation i can't really meet you know wait to come some day kolkata i hope when i whenever you are visiting in delhi near delhi would love to see you again and meet in person so love to meet again thank you so much priya it's always a, a good exercise to have this question thrown at you and you know makes you reflect on what you also are going through because it has been it has been a roller coaster of a of an experience of course a, a transition from friends to india was not something that happened instantaneously instantaneously it it took time for me to feel at home here but uh, now with a bit more insight you know thinking about it and talking about it is is a, is a beautiful process so thank you for this uh, opportunity thank you so much it's lovely to have you and keep your energy and your warmth alive uh, there's a one thing again i forgot to mention i i thought that i will you know share it with the people the first time i met you the way you you know welcome me i know we haven't met 
uh, prior to that bob when uh, introduced us so i was uh, when uh, when i was coming to delhi i was thinking in midway oh I, how i have to react with this women you know so yeah i have mentioned yeah. i respect that she's french you're like okay i have to be really sophisticated but the way the with the beer hug you have welcome i think that make all the difference the way you treat people and that was one of the amazing thing i have learned on that day particularly so thank you so thank much you. again it's, it, is, it was it a lovely one thing it is one thing that i think i want to keep doing that is hugging people although with some people it is a little it is a little odd because they are not expecting you to hug at the at the first you know the first time that you meet them but i am such a huggy person that i would hug anybody literally so even if it's a bit odd i'm like yeah okay i'm going to give you my warmth let's see how you react to it and and it usually you know well, gives birth to beautiful hugs so i'll i'll keep doing it <laughs> i love it i love it and i've learned it so worth it <laughs> perfect thank, thank you. you so much yeah thank you bye pauline's story is a wonderful example of the lesson no matter from which country color or background you belong to it's just the intent for your work for your passion and your purpose matters the most even being a french girl she has came to india fall in love with an amazing indian guy and also is trying to fulfill the rituals and any other thing that you can count on i think it's a beautiful story do you have a story do share us with the instagram page of trending diary we are eager to listen and if you are excited to watch the episode on visual form go check out our youtube channel trending diary show do not forget to subscribe and share and i'll see you soon in another episode with another great value with another great human till then bye bye and god bless us all